thank him for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank him for touching hearts, for being in control. I assume when I came in this morning, I heard Miss Brenda practicing singing. I assume you had asked Miss Brenda to sing. Let me, let me say this. Miss Brenda sounded beautiful. It was blessing my heart to hear her sing. Matter of fact, I couldn't hardly wait to hear her. Man, that's sounding good. Miss Brenda didn't feel like she could sing this morning. And that may sound like man's had his hand in what's happening in the service today. That's not the hand of man. It's not the hand of man. It is the hand of God. And the hand of God always moves in the right direction. He knows. He knows better than we do what we need. I may think I need something along these lines and God says we need something more along these lines. I'm glad He knows. I'm so glad He knows. I'm just so glad He knows. The song says this, He knows the end from the beginning. He knows that. I've thought about this. The Old Testament, the angels gave Abraham an appointed time of life when a son would be born. He said, I'll be back at the time of life. Insinuates to me that you and I do not have the ability to decide when we are going to be born. The writer of Hebrews said there is an appointed time of death. Again, it says to me that even if Dr. Kevorkian is helping, it's up to God when we die. Well, those two things alone says to me that if God is interested in my time of life and He's interested in my time of death, enough to say there is a certain time when you will be born and there is a certain time when you will die it sounds to me like God would be interested in everything in between in my life if he thought enough to give me a birthday and he thought enough to give me a death day I'm certain that he has thought about every other day in between and what I would need in those days. The Lord's Prayer says this. We talked about this over the last couple of days. The Lord's Prayer says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. How? On earth as it is in heaven. And then he said, give us this day our daily bread. Give us, Lord, this day our daily bread. What is that? That is dependence upon the Lord every day. 
every day. Lord, I know you know my death date from my birth date. And Lord, I know you know every day in between. But I need you to meet my need for today. I'm not looking for tomorrow or next week. I need you today. Give me this day what I stand in need of. We, we say that we do that. We, we believe that we do that. But we really don't. We surely got enough money in the bank to carry us to the next day or the next day. But if you ever get to the place where you don't, you'll trust Him for this day. Most of us have uh, at least a box of cereal in the pantry and a gallon of milk. If you don't have anything else to eat, you can eat cereal. But if you don't, you have to trust Him for this day. This day. Most of us have the provisions of clothing that we need to get us through. Uh, more, we, we can dress for two weeks, most of us, and not wear the same thing twice. But if you don't have anything, you have to trust Him for this day. This day. Aren't you glad He's a, a this day kind of God? I said all that said all that to say this. I come to church this morning thinking, thinking I was, had everything ready for the service. Thinking I, I had it all right in my mind and, and uh, everything was going to go this direction or that direction. But the Lord said, here's what you need this day. Here's what you need today. Here's what your people need today. Let me, let me rephrase that. The Lord said, here's what my people need today. My people need to know that I am the anchor and that I'm not letting go. My people need to know that my promises are true. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you my people need to know that as they walk through life I'm going with them my phone rang this week Thursday and it was a church member and they couldn't even hardly talk to me for crying. Oh, preacher, I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I, I'm not giving details of that. I wouldn't even tell you if it was a man or a woman that called me. But listen, it's serious situation. What do we need to know about the serious situations He's the God of this day. Give me this day. Lord, I do not know what's coming tomorrow. But I need you to help me this day. Give us this day our daily bread. Do on earth what you would do in heaven. 
Let your will be done here as if we were already there. When we're there, we're going to do what he says to do. We're going to go where he says to go. We're going to act like he says to act. We're not going to have these days on that day. We talked. Brother Matt's mentioned praying for his family. He and I have talked about that. What do we do in these days? We trust the one that will help us this day. This day. Brother Floyd Foster was a man I pastored in Tennessee. Floyd was in his 80s. And uh, his bypass had failed that he had had years earlier. And the doctor said, Floyd, I believe you're strong enough for us to fix that bypass so you can live a better life. Floyd was scared, went by the hospital after church on Sunday night. He was to have surgery on Monday morning, and I went by the hospital on Sunday night, and Floyd said, Preacher, I'm scared. He said, Am I doing the right thing by having this surgery? I said, Floyd, I don't know. I said, but let me tell you this. In the morning, when you wake up, me and you are going to have to do the same thing to get through the day. Floyd looked back at me and said, what is that, preacher? I said, we're both going to have to trust Jesus for whatever he wills for tomorrow will be right. I woke up and I made my way to the hospital. Floyd was already in surgery when I got there and, and I stayed the biggest part of the day and Floyd still was not out of surgery and, and they called me a little while after I left and said he's out of surgery and seems to be doing okay. It was longer than they thought. A few minutes later, they called me back and said they've got Floyd back in surgery. Wasn't just an hour or two after that, they called me back and said, Floyd died on the table. And he never made it through the surgery. I woke up that day and I trusted Jesus to get me through the day. Floyd woke up that day trusting Jesus to get him through the day. Jesus took him home to heaven. He's a God of this day. He knows better what we need. And we do. Floyd was a clockmaker. The clock sitting on the top of the bookshelf in my office that Floyd made me before he died. Strangest thing happened. I don't put any stock in these events. But the day Floyd died, so did the battery in his clock that he made me. The Lord knows better than we what we need. He is a God of this day. The God of this day. I do not know what phone call I may get before this day is over that says, Preacher, 
my child has been in a wreck. Or preacher, my wife has had a heart attack. Or preacher, my, I just found out my grandson is on drugs. I do not know. But God does. And, and let me say this. The Lord went before Moses and fought battles for him. He said, I'll go before you. He led the way. God led the way. Not in a visible, not in a visible form did he lead the way for Moses and the children of Israel, but he led the way. And in leading the way, God didn't just walk down the path and say, Hey, Moses, there's a limb sticking out in the path up here. Be careful when you come by. No, God said, cut the limb out of the way. God didn't say, hey, Moses, there's an ambush waiting on you up here. God dealt with the ambush. He's a God that goes before us. So, well, preacher, there's things getting to me. Well, that's because God meant for them to. He meant for them to get to you. I don't understand it. But this day may be difficult. The next day may be easy. The next day may be worse than this day. It's already bad. But it could be the day that you get to say, Woo! Could be. Could be the day you get to say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It could be the day that you cross the finish line and the race is over. Could be the day that the battle begins. Or it could be the day the enemy waves the white flag of surrender and says, I give up. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, we need you today. The songwriter said, I need thee every hour. Every hour. We're, we're talking about days, and the songwriter is talking about hours. Lord, give us this day. Lord, give me every second, every moment. Let me enjoy for your glory, for your honor. If the anchor has hold of the ship, the ship will stay. If the anchor releases and is drawn up to the ship, it's still attached to the ship. But the anchor's going everywhere the ship goes. It's not leaving the ship. So if your anchor comes up and your ship moves, don't forget the anchor's going with you. We are anchored within the veil we are anchored in God himself. What a Lord. What a Savior. 
There was a question posed this week about what we talk about when we leave church. Do we leave saying, my, what a message. What a sermon. What a, what a great expository sermon. Or do we leave saying, what a God. What a Savior. What a Lord. He's so good. So wonderful. He provides. What an anchor that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I take him for granted. I just know the anchor's there. I just know it's there. I'm going to tell you if you were a sailor, this is what I was going to preach about ships this morning. If you are a sailor and a storm is on the horizon and you see that storm and you want to avoid that storm, your anchor becomes very important because you want to drop it and wait out the storm. It becomes important. But most days you're just sailing, no thought of the anchor, no thought of what's going to help me if I get in this situation. It has been said many times, and I hate, I hate using the traditional cliches that people say, but God has been used as the spare tire more than he ought to be. More than he ought to be. This day we need him. Preacher, I've got food in the pantry, clean clothes in the drawers. I've got money in the bank and gas in the car. Matter of fact, I've got gas in both cars. I'm doing all right today. What do you have spiritually? Most people I view, their spiritual tank is on empty. Because they've learned how to survive life without him. With the tire in the trunk. My first car was a 1971 Volkswagen Super Beetle. And I would say that it would do us better spiritually to have a Super Beetle than it would to have the finest automobile made to man. Why? Because the spare tire in a 1971 Super Beetle is in the front, not in the rear. You get that little homely illustration, don't you? He ought not be in the back and forgotten. He ought to be in the front being followed, going ahead of us. He's a God of this day. He's the God of this day. This is the day, the psalmist said, that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Somebody cracked at me not too long ago because I told you that that day was speaking of the day of the crucifixion, and it was. But application-wise, he's a God of this day. This is his day. All days are his days. All days are his. I put things 
I'm not a good calendar guy. I don't write down in my calendar what I'm going to do tomorrow. I write down in my calendar what I did today. Accountability, it's all kinds of things. I've probably got four years worth of calendars that for the most part could tell you what I've done every day for about four years. And I'm not a good calendar guy, but in my mind before I go to sleep, I say tomorrow I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Most days they don't pan out that way. Why? Because those are God's days, not my days. And this day, we need to seek Him for provision for our lives, for direction for our lives, for forgiveness in our lives. We ought to seek Him to thank Him for what He's given in our lives. We ought to seek Him to thank Him, to praise Him, to give Him adoration and honor for what He's done in our hearts and in our lives. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. Righteous is your name. Godly is your name. He said, hallowed, I remind you that they magnified the holiness of God times three in the book of Isaiah. Holy, holy, holy. Hallowed is his name. King James translators chose not to use the word sovereign when they translated to the English language. But he's in control. He's omnipotent, omniscient. He's omnipresent. This is who we're asking about this day. Who we're looking to for this day. What a God. He's so much bigger than we think he is. America has hurt our churches. Culture has hurt what we believe, what we teach, what we preach has been damaged by our belief or our view, let me say our view of God has damaged church because we do not have a clue how big he really is. And we take this day into our own hands and we mar it and we mess it up with what we think is best for us. Instead of trusting the God of the universe for this day. This day, Lord, if I'm going to get to work today, it's going to be you that gets me there. Lord, if I'm going to have the strength to get through this day, it'll have to be you that gives it to me. And Lord, if I keep my job through the day and my boss don't get angry with me and I get to work another day and get a paycheck, it'll be because you allowed it to happen. And Lord, if I get home and my wife is still there and my kids are still well, it's because you said so. Lord, 
If I rise to see tomorrow, it'll be you again. And God does that for every single person that belongs to him. Every person that is his, he gives them the days that they see. He gives them the strength that they have, the breath that they breathe, the beauty they see, and the air that's in them. God is the giver of these days. God gives days. A God that is the ancient of days. A God that is timeless and eternal gives days of time, allotments in, in air that he allows us to be a part of. He did not and does not need us, but he gives us days and he gives us life. What should we do in those days? <sighs> Hallelujah. What a God. What a God. I looked through the crowd and this is the strangest thing ever. What caught my eye was hair. Hair. Some of you have a lot. Some of you have a little. Some of you have none. Don't let Charles fool you. He has hair. But listen, this God of days, this God that gives us days, has all of these hairs numbered. Get that. It does not say in your Bible that he counts the hairs of your head. He has them Numbered. Numbered. And, and if, your, if your tub is like mine, numbers 25 and 27 may be on the drain in the bathtub. But get this, he knows where they are. He knows what number's laying on your pillow from where you slept last night. And you haven't even noticed you lost it. But the God of days knows where it's at. He knows how it got there. He knows what it took to remove it. And he sees it all. And we say, well, I don't know if I can get through this day or not. Don't know if I've got the energy to make it through the day. God is bigger than we think he is. Preacher, I just found out I've got cancer. I'll never make it. He's a big God. He's a big God. What a Savior. The God of days, give us this day. Give us this day our daily bread. Provision for what we need. That's the overall 
concept of that little phrase, give us this day our daily bread. God, provide for us what we need. Sustain us. Strengthen us. Fill us. Meet our every need. Well, I didn't get what I wanted today, but it's guaranteed you got what you needed. You may not think so, but it's guaranteed you got what you needed. Because you or someone else is not controlling what you need. God is. God is. If I was to believe in any less of a God than what I'm telling you this morning, I would throw my Bibles in the river and I would quit. I would quit if I thought he was any less. And listen, I've not presented him no ways as big as he really is. No ways. He is seated on his throne with his feet propped on planet earth, according to scripture. The earth is his footstool, the Bible said. The clouds are the dust of his feet, said Nahum. Listen, he is a big God. And your problems are so minute. So minute. To me, my problems are huge. I've said this about surgery. All of it's minor until they're doing it to me. Then it becomes major. Amen. That's how I view it. But to God, your problem is minor. But to you, it's major. What we need to understand is how major God is. And if we could see that, we'd have a better understanding of how minor what we're going through is. What we're going through. God moves, moves us. In the direction he chooses to move us. He brings us to the brink of decisions about things he wants us to decide about. He's not making this game up as he goes along. You understand that, right? God ain't never said, uh-oh, now what? Oops, shouldn't have directed him that way. No, no. If you're going through a difficult time, it is for your good and for his glory. Say, preacher, I can't see the good in this. Somewhere you might, and then you may never see the good of it, but it is working together for good. According to Romans 8.28, not always for here, but for eternity it's working for good. Difficulties, hardships. Paul said, Lord, remove this thorn from my flesh. He said, no. Lord, would you please remove this thorn from my flesh? No. Lord, please. Paul, my grace is sufficient. There is not even one indication that God even thought about removing the thorn from Paul's flesh. That he even considered it. 
When he put it there, he meant it to stay there. Why? It was going to make Paul better. It was going to make Paul trust God more than what he ever had. It was going to make Paul a better Christian. Those thorns are hard, but they're not. They're for this day to make you closer to him for this day. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day provision for what we may face. Did you know if you threw a backpack on your shoulder because you were going to be hiking through the jungles of Africa, you would put everything you thought you needed in there. And when the situation would arise, you'd know I could go to my backpack because I made provision for the journey. I need bug spray, and uh, it's in my pack. I need water. I've got a canteen with water. I've made provision for that. I need to be able to eat. I've got an apple on this side, so I've made provision for that. Listen, you prepared. Listen, we do not know what we may face. But God has packed it all together on a daily basis. And when you need it, he gives it. When you need it, he gives it. He's the daily God. He's the giver of days. I bless his name. I like you sitting there while I'm preaching. It's a blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm done saying what I feel like I ought to say. But I watch folk. Listen to folk pray. You see broken faces and broken hearts. And you don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Miss Linda and Brother Chip needed to pray about or Miss Sherry. I don't know what she needed to pray about. I don't know what Luke needed to pray about. Or, and listen, if you assume that you did know, you're wrong for doing that. If you want to assume why people are praying, that's wrong. Shouldn't do that. I don't know. And just to be honest with you, it's not even my business what they're praying about. But what I know is that they came and this day he supplied daily bread. This day. This day. And he could still do that. He could still do that. Let's stand. I want to say this. What I have given to you this morning is in your Bible. Even though I did not open mine and read it to you. I'm interested in what the Word of God says. I heard a man say this week, there was a fellow asking him a question. And he said, how would you answer this if somebody asked you this question? I'm sure my jaw hit the floor when I heard this man's answer. He said, that's a question I wouldn't answer. And I'm going to tell you why. The young man, obviously stunned, I needed you to help me know how to answer this question. The preacher said, I wouldn't answer that question. He said, because God doesn't answer that question. He said, I'm only interested in answering questions that scriptures answer, that God answers. 
that God has supplied means for. Wow. There are people on the earth that are trusting God so much that they won't even answer a question if God doesn't answer it in His Word? Yes. I'm not telling you that we can live like that, that everyone can live like that. What I'm simply saying is the Word of God ought to be what we depend on for our daily bread, our daily provision. Inside your daddy standing with Mr. Purvis and he wanted a paper and a pen. It was even difficult to decipher sometimes what he scratched out on paper and it was so frustrating to him. But he scratched out to me and Brother Chris Pethel. He said, inside the covers of this book is all you'll ever need. Give us this day our daily bread. It is the sustaining food for our lives. It is sustaining. Oh, God. If you're not growing in the Lord, you're probably not eating from His Word. If you thought it was your Sunday school teacher's job to make you grow in the Lord, Friends, you're wrong. Sunday school teacher has you 45 minutes a week. A preacher, if he's lucky, may have you three hours a week if you come to all three services. You can't live on three hours of food a week. This is our hope. This is our health. This is our strength. It's our source of life. God has made it available to you and I. Give us this day our daily bread. We're going to sing a little. You do what you feel like the Lord may have you do. If that's anything, fine. If it's nothing, fine. I've done what God Bid me the anchor holds. Though this ship's been battered, he knows where you are. The anchor holds. He knows what wave is riding. Though the sails are torn, he knows all of that. In spite of the storm.
appreciate the Lord this morning. He's so good, so marvelous, and so wonderful. And I appreciate him coming by and touching hearts and touching lives. And I, 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 don't, I don't understand all of that. My mind cannot conceive that, that God, who leaves clouds for the dust of his feet, will come in and walk among his people and touch them. I, I, can't, I can't understand that. We don't deserve him. But he does what he does because of love for his children, compassion and concern. I bless his name for that. Amen. Right before we dismiss this morning, let me remind you that there will be a meeting for those that may be interested in the couple's retreat. If you have not signed up yet, you can come to the meeting. And uh, if you have signed up, please come. I'm going to try to give some information regarding that. And, uh, and then you can make sure you sign up by tonight so that we can make sure that we have the necessary provisions when that time arrives, all right? Brother Johnny, how about you coming and dismiss us some word of prayer this morning? I appreciate so much. Appreciate so much uh, a sweet spirit that I feel in my heart and in my soul this morning.